is Dr. Lauren Stryker in our studio today from Northwestern University. Can I still say Northwestern? Is that still Absolutely. Your... Okay. It has a number of titles, Northwestern University, Northwestern Memorial Hospital, Northwestern Medicine. It all works. Tell us about your new clinic. Well, I'm very excited. I am the medical director for the first ever comprehensive center for sexual medicine and menopause. And this is opening in the spring of 2017. I wish it was opening tomorrow because we've had so much interest, but it takes time to put this thing together. And the reason it takes time is, first of all, we're building a beautiful new space, which will be in the Lavin Family Pavilion right here, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from WGN at Fairbanks and Erie. And what really takes the time, though, is we are putting together the most amazing, comprehensive team of therapists, and I mean talk therapists, physical therapists, physicians, you name it, so that we can all work collaboratively to really, really give solutions to women who are having complicated problems, either with sexuality, menopause, that not only happens as a result of just life cycle and hormone changes, but also as a result of medical conditions. So many women who have cancer, heart disease, diabetes, do very, very well with what we have to offer them now, and they're living longer, which is great news, but then they're left with, well, wait a minute. You know, let's look at quality of life. All the things I could do before, maybe not going so well now. So we're really jumping in there to address those issues because we not only want women to live well, I mean, not only want them to live longer, yeah. but we want them to live really well. Absolutely. And this is so cool. This is so unique to Chicago. I'm glad we're going to have this here because there's so many questions that need answers to. And right. you and your team are going to provide some of those answers. Um, right now, I know we're hearing a lot about Janet Jackson and celebrities over 40 mm-hmm. getting pregnant. And the first thing you say is, is that safe? Is it okay to get pregnant after 40? And you and I have even talked about well, this as well. We've talked about it a lot because let's face it, the typical woman now does not have the life plan that her grandmother had, that she would maybe go to college and then, of course, get married by 21, you know, God forbid she was older, and start popping out those babies by 22. Well, now a typical life plan is go to college, maybe go to graduate school, launch your career, maybe meet the guy, maybe not. And then suddenly you're in your mid to late 30s, early 40s and saying, okay, time for a family. And then you look around and you see all these celebrities that are popping out these kids over 40. And you think, well, why not? I'm healthy. I'm take good care of myself. I'm fit. If they can do it, I can do it. And this is the problem, is that it's, number one, not necessarily going to happen so easily, um, and there might be some real bumps in the road along the way. And there is this complacency because you see these women who are pregnant, but what a lot of women do not appreciate is that not all of them, but the majority of them over the age of 40 are utilizing donor eggs from a younger woman. Meaning that someone who's 43, 44, 45 and up, while sometimes conceives on their own, more often than not is going through assisted reproductive technique, something like in vitro fertilization, Mm -hmm. where they are harvesting eggs from a young woman, someone who's at the prime of her fertility, 20, 21, 22, and then putting those eggs back into her body with her husband's or partner's sperm and achieving a pregnancy that way. 
And nobody would know that, of course, because this is very private information, and they have no reason that they should have to tell the world that's their private business. But the problem is is that there is this idea that, oh, well, if she can do it, I can do it. Right. I want to be really clear. I don't know if Janet Jackson or any of these celebrities have used donor eggs because I'm not their doctor. And even if I was, I would not tell. Absolutely. But I am just saying that as a general... Um, as a generalization, we know that the majority of women who do conceive, certainly in their mid-40s and older, um, are, are using a younger egg. You know, one of the questions that people ask me all the time was, so what's the oldest mom you've ever delivered? And I have delivered moms in their 50s, um, but they weren't their own eggs. The oldest mom that I've ever had in my practice who conceived using her own egg was 45. Okay. And 45. I've had one of them one. in 25 years. Does it become more difficult for a woman who conceives the, I guess, for lack of a better term, and forgive me for saying this, the natural way uh, as opposed to an alternative method, is it more dangerous for that? Or is that just kind of a, a throwaway well, word? No, absolutely. It just depends on I mean, the person. When, when we talk about conception um, at different ages, certainly the, the risks of conceiving at an older age go up. And also uh, the um, the percentage of these pregnancies that end up even taking, if you will, of being good pregnancies. So there is no question that the issues are different in someone who spontaneously conceives with their own egg who's older versus someone who has a younger egg. Right. And, and, and one of the things that, that women ask me all the time are, well, what can I do? To, to preserve my fertility. If someone is 34, 35, and their prince has not come along yet, and they say, I very much want to have a family, are there things that will increase the chances of being able to conceive when you are 39, 40, 41? And the answer is absolutely yes. When you look at the age at which someone becomes infertile, there's a lot of variables that go along with that. And, and age is the number one thing, no question. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that genetics has a lot to do with it. If someone has a mom who was fertile late in life and went through menopause later, that might increase your chances. But of course, you can't change your genetics. Your no, family is no. your family. So what can you change? Well, we know that if someone is of a normal body weight, If they don't smoke, smoking actually will cause you to be infertile earlier and will lower the age of menopause. So those are all things that will make a very big difference. But the number one thing that we're really looking to right now is freezing those eggs. Right. And it used to be that freezing eggs was not recommended routinely because the freezing eggs is actually pretty easy. You you can freeze the eggs. Sure. It's the unfreezing the eggs that was problematic. And what would happen is even eight, nine years ago when you would freeze eggs in the unfreezing process, they would be destroyed so that they were not able to be used. Well, the technology has dramatically changed even in the last two or three years so that freezing eggs and unfreezing eggs works very, very well. And this is what I am telling my younger patients. I'm saying, look, at 29, 30, even early 30s, it is not too soon to start thinking about freezing your eggs. It's called cryopreservation is the medical word for this. And a lot of people say, well, that seems awfully young, 29 or 30. And it's really not because what you want, of course, if you're going to freeze eggs, you want the best eggs possible. Right. And the, the best ripest, eggs, if you will. The, the right sure. eggs. And the best eggs are going to be the younger eggs. Yeah. So while you can freeze eggs at 34, 35, 36, you're not going to get the same number of eggs during the process, which we can talk about. And you're not going to get the same 
quality of eggs. So 29 or 30 is not too soon. And one of the things to keep in mind as well is you're not necessarily freezing eggs for the first baby. I mean, let's do the math. Let's think about this. Let's say you freeze your eggs when you're 32 or 33, and then you meet the prince when you're 35, and you get married when you're 36, and then you start to get pregnant when you're 37, and you have a baby when you're 38. Beautiful. Everything is great. Two years go by and you decide it's it's time for uh, Susie or Johnny to have a brother or sister, and now you're hitting 40. And all of a sudden, it's not happening. Well, if you have those eggs in the bank, you are good to go for baby number two or three or even four. And I think that's what people aren't thinking about. They're thinking, okay, well, you know, I'll get married in my mid-30s and have my first baby in in the late 30s, and then, okay. But, But think in terms of that later pregnancy. There was a study that came out a few years ago that was really interesting. They looked at a large group of women who had frozen their eggs, and it was two or three years after they froze their eggs, and they said, you know, have you used the eggs? And the majority of them had not. And then they said, but are you glad they did it? And every single one of them said, Yes, I'm glad I did it. And their only regret is that they did not do it sooner. Sooner, right. So that they would have had more eggs and better quality of eggs. Because usually by the time someone gets around to it, they are maybe a little bit older. So what's involved? I think that's that's a big question. What's involved in freezing your eggs? Well, this is something that a fertility specialist does. And essentially, you have to go through one cycle of the kinds of medications that a woman takes when she's doing in vitro fertilization. Because normally, your ovaries release one, maybe two eggs every month. But when you're freezing eggs, you want a whole pile of eggs. And the way to do that is to overstimulate the ovaries by using medications. So you do need to see a fertility doctor who will do a lot of preliminary testing. And uh, and then they will give you medications, which you, yes, you have to inject yourself for a couple of weeks to stimulate your ovaries. And then they will go in and retrieve the eggs from the ovaries and put them in the deep freeze until you need them. So it is a couple of weeks of, of maybe feeling a little uncomfortable and, and going through the medications. But then once you're done, you're done. And those eggs sit there. So can I ask a crazy question while you're going through this process? Mm-hmm. Or maybe someone who's hearing this and saying, yeah, you know what, I'm young enough. I want to start this process but I still want to be able to have an active sex life. Does that change anything? Is there? It depends okay. on what kind of contraception you're using. Okay. So, I mean, keep in mind, we're all talking about two, three weeks here. You can have okay. sex, just don't have intercourse if you right. catch my drift. There's a lot of ways to have <laughs> sex without actually having intercourse. But if you have an IUD, an intrauterine device, you do not need to take it out during the process, and that's okay. still going to protect you against pregnancy. Um but otherwise, yeah, this is going to be the most fertile you've ever been in your entire life. Right. So be aware if you're going to have intercourse, you, you could get pregnant. The other, the other really relevant question, of course, is what is this all going to cost? Right. Because um, unless you work for Google, who I think is covering it, yeah. from what I hear, most people do not have coverage. And it is about $10,000 for the process. And while this sounds insanely expensive, if you look at not only the financial costs, but the emotional costs that women go through later later in life right. for fertility. This is truly money well spent if you can if you can swing it. Um, I mean, if you, if anything that your parents would want to give you for Christmas, it is the security that they might have grandchildren. So don't be shy. <laughs> Say to your parents, I'm thinking about this. You will be thrilled at how happy they will be to write a check for you know, the possibility sure. that they're going to have grandchildren later on. So I, I do acknowledge this is expensive. It's not for everybody. But I think I, I just want women to know it's an option. It's a viable because, option. Because Absolutely. what I don't want is for someone at 40 to turn around and say to me as a patient, 
why didn't you tell me I could freeze my eggs five years ago? Because I would have. So I am mentioning this to not only my younger patients, um, but they're mothers. I see a lot of mothers. And they tell me, oh, I have a daughter who's, you know, 30, 32. And I tell their moms, hey, you know, tell I, I can understand that you're concerned about, you know, the fact that she is delaying motherhood. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't put some eggs in the bank, so to speak. Literally, yeah, Literally eggs in the basket.